Welcome to That Yoga Magic Podcast, where two yogis dive in to discuss all the controversies of the wellness industry. I'm Jen. And I'm Kim. And And we'll we'll be right back. Hi there, it's Jen. And this is Kim. And we are from That Yoga Magic. Welcome to episode four. Episode four. Yay. Making our way. <laughs> <laughs> We're like pros. <laughs> so we wanted to talk with you a little bit today about finding your voice. Yeah. Finding your voice as a yoga teacher. And then um, if you're not a yoga teacher, finding your voice out there in the world and whatever, whatever profession you're in or lane you're in. (laughs) Absolutely. So, okay. Well, Kim, tell me, how how about you? Tell what is your Uh, story? I did not have a voice at all. Um, I, before I started teaching yoga, I had an, an extremely difficult time talking in front of people. Like I could not talk in front of a room of people. If I had to. (laughs) So when you were younger, did you do like um, presentations? I could not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was that kid that, you know, yeah, I could not talk out loud. Get in front of people about it. And so, you know, I know, I think we're doing some other podcasts about like our own story and stuff, but yeah, I grew up in a house where you did not speak, you know. Okay. Till you were spoken to. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so that's, that moved even through college like when I had to do because of course no matter what realm or what path you take in college you always have to go through those classes where you've got to do the presentations and get up there oh my god it would be like a total nightmare like I would have so much anxiety Uh, it's really what kicked in like my actual like work up to the anxiety that I started dealing with later as a, you know, with like in my late twenties and stuff, like oh. this was like the, the beginning of it. Like okay. I would have the, that same feeling where, you know, I would like my stomach would be in knots. Like I would be like all tacky, sweaty. Um, but then when I would get up there, I mean, I would have, I would make sure to wear like a turtleneck because I know my neck would get all red. No. Whoa. And then when I would like have to talk, it would be like, I would, I would oh, talk really fast. Yeah. <laughs> I would talk like under, you know, under my so breath. So that's how you did it when you got up to do presentations and stuff. Yeah. Like in front of a classroom. But yeah. what about your voice? when you were with friend, girlfriends or whatever, whoever, did you, in a group of, a group of right. people, you're on a journey. If I'm in a group of people that I know, then I'm, I'm totally fine. But if I have to go into a room of like people I don't know, forget it. I can't, I am not speaking. Like that's like a totally high anxiety spot for me to live Wow, in. Yeah. it's so amazing. Yeah, talking to someone I don't know, even to this day is, is, pretty high anxiety for me uh-huh. but because of what I do you know I'm constantly working at it and I get better and better at it but yeah it's still still hard for me if I if I don't know you it's it's hard for me so okay so the um 
but then you became a yoga teacher. Yeah. So when I, when I started taking yoga teacher training, I didn't plan to teach yoga because of that. Like I, I was really, my practice was kind of like, you know, at a standstill, like I wasn't, I just wasn't getting any, you know, my world getting any better. <laughs> and I was and just so kind of, that's you know, why you took your training. Yeah. I met someone who was, who thought I was a teacher. They approached me, you know, asking me, I was in one of their classes and I was like, Oh no. And so she was like, Oh, you should come take my training. And, um, you know, I told her, Oh no, I can't like talk in front of people. Like that's not, not for me. she gave me the whole spiel like oh well lots of people take it you know you don't have to become a yoga teacher and so I went in thinking that and you know there was like no loss for me if I couldn't do it I couldn't Mm -hmm. do it you know I was just there learning all the other stuff you know the history the Sanskrit there was just so much more you know that I was interested in just didn't bother me that I probably wouldn't be up there speaking okay and so this is so interesting because it's exactly <laughs> opposite of me but it's so funny I know <laughs> you're you're out there <laughs> ah! um yeah so then when I started the yoga teacher training you know we started teaching and just these like we were in my yoga teacher we were partnered up and we would just you know, teach to the one person. And so that was fine with me. You know, I I was, I was okay with that, you know? Um, and then when we started teaching in front of the larger group, you know, like our group started teaching, it was, it was so difficult for me. And so a couple of my friends, your sister and, um, you know, a couple of people, I literally, we would like meet in my backyard and I would practice on my like little group of four or six friends. Yeah. <laughs> because go, I could speak in front whisper? of them. Did you like talk? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. And um yeah, it was really it was so hard for me. And so yeah, I mean I just continued to work on it and continued to practice and before I even finished my teacher training, that studio that was was that we were doing the training and asked me to take a regular class mm-hmm. to teach it. And I'm just like, Oh no, <laughs> like I can't do that. Like, no. And, um, and yeah, they like con me into it. Like it's just one class, just give it a try, you know? And yeah, I just started playing like my music really low so that I didn't feel like I had to Talk really to project my voice <laughs> or anything. And yeah, it just went from there. I just got, I got more comfortable with it and I just kept going. And so in this case, for sure, finding my voice in the studio helped me find my voice outside of the studio because I literally had no voice outside of the studio. And even, you know, in some of my personal life, I always felt very restricted speaking up for myself or what I thought or anything. Or like speaking your mind, right? The truth. Like if somebody would ask me, right. Ask you some, you know, ask me something. I'm like, Oh, because I say what I think they want to hear. Right. Okay. And I actually would just say like very little 
I was just always a very quiet person and I just kept all of that to myself. You know, I, I, I'm a listener, um, yeah. you know, and I, I don't, I don't, I, I didn't really talk very much ever. And, um, mm. of course, as the years have gone by, being a yoga teacher, of course, everyone tells you their story and they want to hear me back, you know? Yes, and so, yeah, so that has, for me, been the total process because now, of course, I do tell the students, you know, what I think or feel, you know, with what's going on with them or what's happening in their practice or whatever, you know, it's important to them. And so I have to make myself available to do that. But <clears throat> yeah, it's been a, a long journey for me, you know, to even do something, you know, like this, to just be able to go out and speak. Like if you asked me to do this 10 years ago, there is, it would have been a flat out no. <laughs> no on the podcast. <laughs> flat out. But I think also as a yoga teacher, people ask, people talk to you and ask you stuff and it's, it, it shows that what you have to say say means something, right? For me, that's yeah, absolutely. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe they think that I'm important. My right. my viewpoint is important, and so that's a huge thing on on taking it outside, you know, right. by having a voice. And this goes back to like all, you know this whole thread on all of our podcasts, like this trying to respect being authentic, because that's exactly it. Like if I if someone is listening to me and they think my opinion, you know, is important, then, you know, I have to authentically respond to them because otherwise yes. um, they're not getting, you know, back from me what, what they're looking Absolutely. for. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So for me, I was, I never had a problem getting out and talking. <laughs> <laughs> it was like my life. I loved it. But I never... But, but then again, I was also a people pleaser. I was a major people pleaser. I only answered how I thought they wanted me to answer them. Mm. I mean, giving presentations, you know, that was no problem for me, but one-on-one -on -one relationships and stuff, I would, I was people pleaser. So if you knock that down and you, and you break up the word people pleaser, it's means you're inauthentic right? and you're you know lying or you're not trying to hurt people. You're right. just trying to not be yourself to please people. And so that was my, where I had no voice because, because of how I responded. Right. And, and also, everything. you know, I always, when I think about that, when I think, of, when I feel like I'm doing that, I feel like I, I'm for whatever reason, trying to make their things easier for them, even though it's, it's actually not because then it's allowing them to not face you that's know true. the reality of it but, but we think that we're yeah making their lives easier that's what which i which is say. stupid because we're not even concerned with our lives right. we should only be concerned with our lives it's so <laughs> weird but i so that's how i was i had no voice because i was just agreeing with people and telling them what i thought yeah. they wanted to hear everything was hunky-dory and then i thought i was not good in yoga and I thought that, you know, I could never be a good yoga instructor because all my teachers, I thought they were so amazing. And I was like, oh, I, I was not coordinated enough. This is my thought. <laughs> and finally, I had a terrible yoga class and my instructor was awful. Oh, my god! And I came home that exact night and took out my iPad and found a teacher training. 
And so I took it a few months later. And so unlike you, I did not want to deepen my practice. I didn't really care. I just <laughs> thought, okay, I'm going to get more coordinated and I'm trying to, you know, and my goal was to teach at a country club. I had a very small goal, <laughs> like one <laughs> class a week at a country club. Oh that my was gosh. my goal. And I was going to have a full-time so job someplace else. And then I, I started doing that. I achieved my goal. And then from that one country club, it just opened up. And then I became, all I did was teach yoga. And then talk about finding your voice. And then I, I became authentic. I became real. I became honest with myself. And then I opened up as far as my voice. Nice. And, um, and I mean, it's still a struggle. I mean, right. It is always, yeah. I think, it, it's probably an ongoing struggle to speak authentically, speak up so that you're heard when it's important to you, mm -hmm. but then also care for those around you or those that you're talking to because, yeah, it's that sort of yeah balance to keep in mind you know we always think sometimes with the throat chakra like how to how you, you know like oh i've got to really speak up and i've got to speak and be heard yeah and we forget that little piece of that is also leaning back so that you can hear so that you can listen yeah that's what an open yeah. Throat chakra is right. Yeah. That's what I always tell my yeah, class at least. Yes. Because <laughs> we go do this uh, stretches with our neck, and I always say, let's open the throat chakra so we can speak our mind and we can listen a little bit better. Exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. So that it's interesting. And it's also, um, when you were talking, reminded me of, you know, like that's the magic of yoga, right? right? Isn't Through it? the practice, you found that piece mm -hmm. of being authentic so then your voice could make that transition or make that you know like elevate you elevated your own voice mm -hmm. through doing yoga yeah no i i totally agree this is just another example and this is has nothing to do with stretching or standing <laughs> right. on your hands this is totally being able to learn from our practice you know and take it off the mat and and bring it outside and I mean and just open right. open our ears and open our mouths yeah I mean that that is for what I always say to people they always have these expectations of yoga and you know whether it is that blissful mind or the exercise part of it or the flexibility part of it and it's like you know it does what it's gonna do yeah <laughs> so you show up and then it presents to you what you need. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it sort of reminds me like with ayahuasca, like you you might think you need something from it, but no, you're wrong. Like it tells you, it what, tells you what, <laughs> what you need, where you need the healing. And I feel like that. That'll be a totally as a podcast. <laughs> ayahuasca, we'll get another guest on here because I've never done oh that. Oh my gosh. We'll hear um, all about their ayahuasca adventures oh here. <laughs> but the, but that is the magic piece of yoga is because you show up, if you get onto your mat, it it brings forth whatever you need. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in this instance, we're specifically talking about finding your voice. So, you know, are there still, are there times where you feel like you don't have 
that voice or you have to remind yourself that yeah, you've got you, a voice or I think there are some times I usually can catch myself on it pretty well though like I was teaching class you know two hours ago and I came across that where a part of me was like oh, don't say anything just keep it quiet oh. keep it quiet <laughs> and then I just I felt like there was something I needed to say and whether somebody needed to hear it or not I needed to say it it was you know, and I said something, I, I forgot what it was, something beautiful and spiritual, I'm sure. But yeah, that is an example of me honoring myself enough to be authentic enough to speak out, to, to find my, that was my voice. And um, story. It, yeah, and not just go, okay, you know what, I'm just going to shut up today. Nobody wants to hear me. Right. And and I don't, I don't know if anybody wanted to hear me or not, but <laughs> I wanted to maybe to hear myself. Right? <laughs> but I felt that I somebody needed to hear me and I wanted to say it. Yeah. And so I was honoring myself enough to do that. I think that speaks though to finding your tribe in yoga. The people who show up do do want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Um, if they if they're not part of that tribe, you know, they're they're not the people who are coming back to your classes over and over. Yeah. You know, and so for me I I still have that um, piece of, you know, when new people, when new students come into my class, I do. I still get that sort of like little anxiety, like, you know, <laughs> having to, you know, introduce myself and, and you know, talk to them. And I do, I, I still, I, I still sort of am pretty quiet with new, newer students. And then, you know, I feel like, of course, as they keep coming, they get to know me more and more and more. Yeah, but you can also look at it like this. We, because of us, because of our voice, and I truly will say, because we found our voice and we are able to speak to students, clients, a class, whoever, they are getting from us whatever they're getting from us right. and they're taking it off the mat. And so we may be changing lives. I mean, that's, yeah. and it's all stems back to you honoring yourself enough to say what's on your mind. Right. Yeah. And I think it's that it's, yeah, it's that it's the whole bigger scenario of, you never know, what you might say that will touch somebody or you don't know their whole day. And so it is worth it for you to be open and, and say whatever you feel might affect, you know, whatever you feel is coming up mm -hmm. and it might be coming up with you because you're reading the energy off of someone, even though yep. you don't know. So it is worth it to use your voice and um, share what, whatever that is. But yeah, I do. I, I feel like I'm still, you know, and of course it's just different personalities, but for yeah. me, I, I do feel if you were to, you know, if I compare myself to, you know, 15 years ago, there is no comparison to how much more I, I can and do use my voice, but I still have work to do with that for sure. I'm still, mm -hmm. if I show up at a party and I don't know anyone, I'm, I'm not talking, you know, <laughs> yeah, no. um, but you know, there's a huge difference from where that, I was. Yeah. From where you were. Now. And I, but I don't think it's ever that we're there. I think it's, uh, we, it's, 
it's an ongoing basis, you know, um, because, you know, sometimes I get, don't want to say stuff, you know, and I keep things inside. And I told you that example of this morning, but some other times I do keep stuff inside right. and I don't, I'm not authentically myself. So I think it is something that we can, I don't want to call it a struggle. It's not, it's more like an unfolding and it's right. beautiful, yeah. but it's going to be a, for the rest of our lives, I think. Yeah. And, um, and so if you're, if you're new to teaching, uh it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I would say like, if you have, you know, those sort of insecurities with your voice, you know, there's, I guess there's a few things for teaching anyway. Um, you know, not just what are you going to say, but having that projection of your voice you know not having the wobbly voice you know occasionally that will happen to me I'll hear my voice wobble uh when I first started teaching I would hear it all of the time and I would get like like I would be so upset with myself like I'd get in the car it's like how do you think people are gonna feel like secure and safe in your class when your voice is like yeah that's a big thing getting upset (laughs) with yourself after the fact I've done that before a lot yeah and then I would talk to, because of course some of my friends would come to the class and I would I would talk to them about it and they'd be like, oh, I didn't hear anything. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, I totally heard it, you know? Um, so it goes back, I guess, to our last episode, like, don't beat yourself over it. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Find those friends that you can, you know, drag into your backyard and that you can keep practicing with. Yeah. You know, practice in the shower, practice in the car. I used to, everywhere I would drive, I would be like, speaking saying my class like talking like <laughs> also i think it's a big thing of trusting yourself because going from okay in teacher in yoga teacher training we have a um we have a, like a script to say and we have a a sequence to to memorize and to you know teach the class and so in the beginning, when you're teaching, your first at the beginning of your career, you're going off that script and you're going off that sequence because, because honestly, at least for me, I was scared to go off of the script. So I needed to say, use my teacher's voice and her words and right. her vocabulary. <laughs> and I was scared to go out of the sequence because I wasn't confident enough with postures that I was going to throw in. And now, and it took years for me to evolve from that because I was that scared. Right. And, but now when I get a new teacher coming on board, I say to them, do you do you, you do, you speak your, your dialogue, your, your vocabulary of your teachers, you know, follow what your teacher taught you, but you will eventually learn, rephrase everything into your own voice. And, and it happens. It does. But in the beginning, I can, you can see that they're scared and yeah. you just stick to our schedule. You know, what, yeah. what our And absolutely. I mean, I think that's just part of the process, you know. Because so, we trust ourselves. Right. So you're working, you know, what you've memorized, what you've learned to say. And mm-hmm. then as you grow, it totally changes. Like, I, I was thinking about this, actually, because <laughs> we were looking at the yoga teacher training. And I'm looking at, like, <laughs> where I wrote over and over the words, you know, <laughs> like to learn them. And it's like, I say none of this now. <laughs> like oh none gosh, of it. Like, I know. This is Me not too. in my vocabulary at all. And so, yeah, it's, 
it is just that process of learning, you know, trusting your where you're coming mm-hmm. from, trusting all the history that you have, all of, you know, not just teacher trainings that you've gone to, but every class that you ever attended, I mean, all of that builds up what you now have to offer. And so you're integrating all of that into your own voice and coming up with something that's unique and new. And that's, that's what makes, you know, people come to your class, of course, because you're, you're uniquely yourself. Right. But yeah, getting to that point where you feel okay with whatever you say, you yeah. say, and it is what it is. And, you know, of course, mindfully, you know, you always want to mindfully not offend anybody, but right. you still want to authentically speak um, and not feel held back from speaking. I, I always felt that way. I always felt held back from talking, you know, you mean for yoga, teaching and yoga? You Not teaching about? yoga, but in my life, you know, like I, in my earlier life, I always felt, um, you know, that I just wasn't allowed right. <laughs> to talk. Okay. You, know? you were supposed to keep quiet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, and, but also going back to a training, sometimes some teachers train like a, boatload of people they train the same exact way and they want them to be little soldiers and go off and teach the exact (laughs) same way and there's a lot of yoga places like this and the and you know might be a great class you know the the soldiers might be teaching great classes but they're not being authentically themselves because they're just following a script yeah well i think yeah i think over the years as um yoga it became more mainstream there is that sort of, we kind of joke around like the McDonald's of yoga mm-hmm. where yeah. there's certain lingo that is approved and not approved. Um, and that's where, you know, as a yogi, you make those decisions of where you like to practice. You know, the the studios that are... The McDonald's of yogi? The, the non-McDonald's okay. studios. Oh, the non So okay. the studios that, you know, you know the owner, you know all of the teachers. There's not um, teachers really rotating in and out. Um, you know, where they're more individual, then, you know, that allows that rise for people it's more to real. Yeah. be creative and to put out there what, what they want to do. So it's, it's just like anything in yoga. There is so many styles, so many things, and it's, all of it is it's good. Fine, yeah. There is something that's going to fit everyone and that's right. what makes it great. And all of those McDonald's yogas that are, you know, cookie cutter, you know, right. you're told it's fine because the people who are maybe teaching or talking or whatever, they're, they're where they're supposed to be right. and they're, they're on, getting what they need to get out of it. Right. They're on whatever path they're on. Exactly. Yeah. We're totally. all on different paths. Yeah. And that's what, yeah, it is hard in the yoga community because there is sort of that back and forth. And it's like, you know, there's, there's room for all of it. There's somebody for all of it. And, you know, we find where, where we feel we can speak authentically and that's where you fit. So you find your own spot and yeah. And hopefully, and hopefully also, well, like when we're talking about this, finding your voice, hopefully you also find 
so the people wherever you are whether it's teaching or out there in the world you find those people that are going to support they are in you your tribe for sure building your voice yeah yeah finding your voice it's a big one yeah. it's, a, it's a huge thing because and then the whole judgment thing comes out maybe somebody else doesn't want you to say what what you ah. said and, i mean it's, uh, well and especially in these times like things are very sensitive what Ugh. we say and don't say so i mean that's probably another episode yeah that's another um, episode <laughs> but yeah i mean that is being mindful like where you are you might be able to say something in this crowd and you can't say the exact same thing in this crowd yes so mindful. making sure that we are paying attention you know to the space that we're lending energy to yeah um you know having the, the right voice at the right time voice at the right time yes <laughs> oh goodness so okay right. well wonderful thank you so much for sharing your story yeah you too and we will be back next week yeah um, with our next episode. All right. So Thank you for day. joining that yoga magic. That yoga magic. And namaste. Namaste. Thank you for being with us. That's all we have time for today. Join us next week where we tackle more subjects facing the wellness industry. And meet us anytime at thatyogamagic.com to create your own yoga magic. Namaste. namaste.